This is AFF On Air, the Australian Frequent Flyer podcast, bringing you the latest news, tips and tricks for Australian travellers. G'day. Welcome to this episode of AFF On Air. It is Saturday the 23rd of February 2019 and I'm your host, Matt Graham. Thank you so much for joining me. Coming up in today's episode, I'll discuss Finnair's discounted round-the-world tickets with Alan Lamb, a travel agent that you may know as Mad Rooster on the Australian Frequent Flyer Forum. Qantas Double Status Credits is back. And I interview the founder of Expert Flyer, Chris Lapinto. That's all coming up later in the episode, but first let's take a look at what's making news on the Australian Frequent Flyer this fortnight. And firstly, credit card retention offers are officially a thing of the past. Previously, it was quite common if you rang up your bank to cancel your credit card that they might offer to waive some fees or give you some bonus points. But due to changes to the National Consumer Credit Protection Act from the start of this year, banks in Australia are no longer allowed to do this. Emirates will no longer offer its complimentary chauffeur drive service to business and first-class passengers that booked their tickets using frequent flyer points from the 1st of March. This includes tickets booked using Emirates Skywards Miles and Qantas frequent flyer points. If you have an existing award booking for travel after the 1st of March, however, you can still book until the end of this month. And Qantas is also making changes to its own chauffeur drive service. From the 1st of March, Qantas will no longer offer this service in Singapore or New Zealand. Melindo Air is tipped to launch flights from Adelaide to Bali from the end of March. The Boeing 737 flights would run four times a week and they would continue also from Bali to Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. Tickets are due to go on sale in the coming weeks. And meanwhile, United Airlines is cutting back its flights between Sydney and the United States, also from the end of March, and this will be until the end of October. United Sydney to Los Angeles route will go from a daily service to just three times per week, and the new Sydney to Houston non-stop service will be cut back from daily to just four times weekly. Another European airline has gone out of business. Fly BMI, a regional airline based in the UK, was placed into administration on the 18th of February. Qantas is launching a brand new credit card with an eye-watering annual fee of $1,200. The ultra-premium card aimed at frequent buyers is physically made of metal and offers benefits like first-class lounge passes, flight discounts, and 20% bonus status credits on Qantas flights that are booked using the card. But many believe that the card does not offer sufficient benefits to justify such a high annual fee. Lufthansa has been in the news after it took one of its passengers to court in Germany. Lufthansa attempted to sue a passenger that it accused of skipping the last flight on their ticket using a trick known as hidden city ticketing. So far, the German airline has not been successful in court, but they have appealed against the decision and the case remains ongoing. Singapore Airlines has launched one of its best Chris Flyer spontaneous escapes offers yet. The Chris Flyer Spontaneous Escapes promotions run in the second half of every month and offer discounted award travel on selected Singapore Airlines and Silk Air routes for travel during the following month. Until the end of February, you can get up to 50% off award flights in both economy and business class on many routes between Australia and Singapore. And finally, a sad story for fans of the Airbus A380. Airbus has announced that it will officially end production of the A380 in 2021. 
the A380 has been plagued by a lack of demand from airlines, which are nowadays opting more for smaller and more fuel-efficient jets. The final nail in the coffin for the A380 was a recent decision by Emirates, the largest customer of the A380, to cancel most of its outstanding orders. But if you are a fan of the A380, don't worry, even though the production of the new aircraft will end soon, the A380 will continue, of course, to fly for many years to come, and Qantas's A380s alone will be around for at least another decade. In fact, Qantas will begin refurbishing its fleet of 12 A380s in the second half of this year. That's what's making news this fortnight. For more regular news, updates and deals, be sure to subscribe to the Australian Frequent Flyer Gazette or follow us on Facebook. See australianfrequentflyer.com.au for more information. Up next, I'm going to talk to Alan Lamb, a travel agent, about Finnair's excellent sale on round-the-world airfares in economy and business class. Well, many of our listeners are probably aware of the flexible round-the-world tickets offered by the three major alliances, One World, Star Alliance, and SkyTeam. These allow you to travel around the world with great flexibility, and they're also fairly good value. But did you know that there's another option, which is quite a bit cheaper? Airlines such as Finnair offer their own discounted versions of round-the-world fares. And with Finnair's round-the-world fares, you can also earn Qantas points and status credits on every flight. And thanks to a current sale, you can even fly around the world in business class for under $6,000. That's less than your typical Qantas business class ticket to London or New York and back. And to tell us more about this Finnair sale, I'm joined now by Alan, who's a travel agent that you may know as Mad Rooster on the Australian Frequent Flyer Forum. Welcome, Alan. Hello. Firstly, um, can you explain what the Finnair Round the World ticket is? How does it work? Okay, so the Finnair ticket um, essentially allows you to fly either around the world or return to Europe or um, a mix of the two, and it's actually quite flexible because of the four routings that are possible. So routing number one is you can fly from Australia to the US and then from the US onwards to Europe. From Australia, you can also fly via Japan, so you can fly up to Tokyo or Osaka and then go from uh, Osaka or Tokyo across to Helsinki and then into Europe. You can also fly a third routing, which goes from... Australia to Hong Kong or Singapore, and then onwards to Helsinki and into Europe. Or you can fly from Australia to Bangkok and then Bangkok to Helsinki and into Europe. And you can basically mix any of the four routings possible. Uh, for each of the routings, uh, you can use, uh, for the North America routing, you can fly on Qantas or American Airlines to the US. And then within the US, you can fly American Airlines from the US across to Europe, and within Europe, you have to fly Finnair. Um, this is similar on the other routings, uh, such as the Japan routing, where you're allowed either uh, Qantas or Japan Airlines, or the Singapore and Hong Kong routings, where you're allowed Qantas, British Airways, or Cathay Pacific, or the Bangkok routing, which you're allowed to fly Qantas. Okay, and then uh, you can fly to any destination in Europe as long as Finnair flies there, right? Almost every destination is covered in the sale. There are some seasonal destinations like Dubrovnik that are not necessarily in the sale, um, but most uh, most of the time when the Finnair sales do come up, they generally include most of their destinations. Um, certainly most of the popular destinations are generally included and most of the capital cities in each of the countries generally are included, as long as Finnair does fly there. They only fly there uh, once a, uh, sorry, for six months of the year rather than year-round. Okay, and uh, with this particular sale, when can people travel? 
Uh, so at the moment, with the current version of the sale, uh, you can travel from early March until um, end of May. So as long as your first flight out departs uh, from anywhere from the 1st of March until the 31st of May, or from the 1st of September until the 30th of November. Uh, you can actually travel over the Christmas period as well if your first flight, whether it's domestic or not, does part before the end of November or within the, the actual sale period. Ah, okay. uh, so for example, you can actually travel. That, uh, you can start with a domestic leg in, at the end of November and then fly on to your international during December. That is perfectly fine for this current version of the sale fare. Not necessarily always allowed though. Okay, so it would be possible, say, to add, like have a flight from Melbourne to Sydney in the 30th of November and then fly from Sydney to Bangkok on like the week before Christmas? Yes, you can definitely do that. Oh, that's, that's very handy. And uh, this sale, I believe, is in uh, economy or business class is also available. How much are we looking at uh, for one of those fares? In economy, you're currently looking at about, uh, depending on your destinations and your stops and where you're actually flying and which airlines you're also flying, uh, on average, it's about um, $1,700 per person for the entire ticket in economy. Is that before or after taxes? That's including taxes. Oh, including taxes, okay. Uh, for the business class version, then you are looking at somewhere between about $5,400 and about a little bit over $6,000, again, depending on which... Um, stopovers you have in which cities you visit, as well as which carriers that you're flying. Okay, and when does this sale finish? Uh, the current version of sale ends on the 8th of March. That means it needs to be fully ticketed at, by that date, uh, by 11.59pm on that date in, the, um, in your capital city. Okay, but the sale seems to come and go every now and again, so it might come back in the future, right? That's correct. Uh, this sale does generally, at least on, based on past trends, uh, it does it did come, uh, come around, I think it was three or four times last year, and I probably would expect something similar this year. Uh, Finair does know that it is actually quite a popular fare, and so they do like selling this fare quite a lot. A lot of the time uh, when they put these sales on, uh, they do definitely get a large influx of uh, tickets issued on this particular fare. Yeah, and it's not hard to see why uh, it's quite popular. I mean, it's a, it's a very good deal, firstly, for around the world in business class, but you can also earn Qantas points and status credits uh, for one of these fares. How many uh, points and status credits would you, or particularly status credits is what more people are probably interested in, uh, could you earn for one of these around the world tickets in business class? These fares generally can earn about 700 to 800 status credits on average, um, sometimes a little less depending on what routings and what stops you do end up taking. Uh, some of the routings that uh, do permit some other uh, detours along the way, for example, the Singapore and the Hong Kong routing actually does allow you to go through both Singapore and Hong Kong, so you can pick up some extra status credits along that particular routing. Uh, similar applies to the North America routing as well, uh, so you can also do some internal domestics within the US, uh, again, which would pick up some extra status credits. Uh, this particular fare, if it happens to be on sale during a Qantas double status credit promotion, um, also means that you can pick up double status credits on the Qantas um, marketed and operated sectors as well. So that means on the flights like the Sydney Bangkok or Sydney Singapore, or Melbourne Singapore, Brisbane Singapore, Sydney LA and so forth, you can pick up the double status credits um, with Qantas on those, even though it's an actual Finnair fare rather than a Qantas fare. Oh, that's very handy. And you can also credit this to other One World programs, right? Correct. Uh, this fare can also be credited to American Airlines, which also credits quite well because Finnair uh, does actually credit at 40% uh, elite qualifying dollars at American Airlines. 
Uh, you can also credit this to British Airways uh, Executive Club, uh, where it earns pretty well as well. Um, this fare does get you quite close to VA Gold status at VA, but not uh, quite as close to Emerald as you would at Qantas with a double status credit promotion. Okay, and VA Gold is the equivalent of Qantas Platinum, right? So that's actually that's pretty good value by the sound of it. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And uh, is it also possible to book this via South America, or is that sort of out with these fares? Um, so Finnair does have a South America option as well, although it's a lot more expensive. Uh, okay. It's not a routing that Finnair likes to really um, advertise a whole lot, purely because they simply don't fly to South America. Um, the South America option does exist for those who really want to do it, although it is quite a few thousand dollars more, in, particularly in business class, and you still have to route through North America on your way to Europe. Uh, okay, so it's not included in the sale, I guess, in any case. No, it's not. Okay. If you want to do that, would it be Qantas to Santiago and then you'd have to pick up an internal flight up or a flight up to North America to pick up Finnair from there? Is that how that would work? Or? Uh, correct. Uh, you would either fly Latam or you would fly Qantas to Santiago and then from there you can fly some internal South American, um, sorry, Latam flights in South America as well. Um, for example, you could fly from Santiago across to Sao Paulo and then from Sao Paulo up to New York, for example, and then pick up Finnair from New York across to Helsinki. Okay, so, so it is an option, but maybe not such good value. Correct. Yeah. And is it possible to book this in premium economy or in first class, or is it only economy and business? Um, you can currently only book this in uh, economy or business. The reason why is because Finnair actually don't have a premium economy cabin at this point in time, although in future we may possibly see a premium economy version purely because they are actually looking to introduce a premium economy product. Uh, Finnair, unfortunately, don't have a first-class product at all, so it's probably unlikely they will see a first-class version of this fare anytime soon. Okay. That'll be interesting to see how the premium economy product is priced. I think I did hear that Finnair is going to introduce that cabin around 2021. I'm not sure if you've um, heard anything about that. Yes. At this point, they are talking around the 2021 period, but it's still quite... Uh, quite some time away so that could change at any time or be delayed or it could be earlier and we don't know at this point okay that, that could be a very good fair income going forward when they do introduce that i imagine around three and a half to four thousand dollars probably for premium economy based on the way the business is priced so that's uh that's quite quite promising but a bit yes, bit down the track though correct it is definitely quite promising um in general uh, considering the difference between economy and the business fares i mean it has to generally would by logic would have to sit in between the two so it could be quite an attractive offer, yes, considering even just for Sydney LA return in premium economy, you'd be looking at uh, more than $3,000 alone for that. Absolutely, yeah. And if you're booking the flights between Australia and Asia or between Australia and North America on Qantas, are you able to upgrade those sectors using Qantas points? Yes, if you are booked in um, economy, uh, generally these, at least in the sale version, book into O-Class. So unfortunately on those particular sectors in economy, you wouldn't be able to upgrade those using points because um, O-Class happens to be a sale class on Qantas and you can't upgrade from a sale class on Qantas. You have to be on save or above. Uh, Finet does actually have a higher rated version uh, that does book into higher classes like S where you can upgrade, although those are not part of the current sale. Uh, okay. Um, if you're in business, um, the routes that do have uh, first class, for example, Sydney to Dallas or Sydney LA or Melbourne LA, you can certainly uh, put in for a points upgrade on those sectors because you would be eligible to upgrade from high class, which is the class that uh, the business class, class fare books into. Okay, oh, great. And uh, if someone wants to book one of these fares, is this something you can book online or how would you go about booking? 
these fares, unfortunately, because of the fact they're quite complex, uh, unfortunately, they're not really bookable online. The simplest version that is a simple, uh, simply a Europe return, so Australia to Asia to Europe and back, these generally can be booked online um, simply because they're a return fare. However, if you want any of the other routing, such as going via Japan or via North America, you would generally need to speak to a travel agent for these purely because of how complex the routing is. Um, these do not um, price up automatically in um, our systems, and so therefore these have to be generally um, pushed through manually. Okay, and uh, you're a travel agent. If, uh, if people want to get in touch with you to book one of these, how can they do that? Yes, that is correct. Um, people can contact me via private message on a Australian frequent flyer. Uh, my username is Mad Rooster, or you can contact me via email, and my email address is uh, spelled out as A for Alpha, L for Lima, A for Alpha, N for November, at N for November, E for Echo, T for Tango, W for Whiskey, A for Alpha, V for Victor, E for Echo, T for Tango, R for Romeo, A for Alpha, V for Victor, E for Echo, L for Lima.com, which is Alan at NetWaveTravel.com. No worries. Well, thanks a lot for your insight. Appreciate you coming on. I hope you enjoyed that interview. If you were listening closely, you may have heard Alan mention that you can earn double status credits on any Qantas legs included in a Finnair Around the World ticket while there's a double status credit promotion on. And as it happens, there is in fact a Qantas double status credit promotion on right now. Last fortnight, I talked in quite some detail about a Virgin Australia double status credit offer that was running a fortnight ago. And sure enough, last Monday, Qantas announced a brand new offer of its own. Now, this uh, Qantas double status credits offer was originally scheduled to run only until Friday, the 22nd of February, but it has been extended for three days. So you now have until Monday, the 25th of February to book uh, with double status credits. So depending on uh, when you're listening to this podcast, there may be still time for you. Flights between the 25th of February and the 31st of August will be eligible to earn double Qantas status credits, provided they're Qantas marketed and operated flights. So that means you need to book a QF flight number and be flying on a Qantas plane to be eligible. And you do need to register on the Qantas website for this promotion before booking. But if you are thinking about booking a round-the-world ticket on Finnair and you're planning to credit the flights to Qantas uh, Frequent Flyer, it is definitely worth booking by Monday in order to take advantage of the extra status credits that you can earn on this promotion. Now, I obviously have too much time on my hands because I did do some more research earlier this week to try and find the best value status runs other than that that you could book if you do want to take advantage of this promotion. And I did find some others as well. Now, the best that I found was from Wellington to Melbourne via Sydney in uh, Qantas Business Class. And for this, you'd earn 480 status credits for a round trip at a cost of around $1,200. So that's about $2.50 per status credit. Another status run that you might be interested in booking is from Melbourne to Denpasar, Bali via Sydney in uh, Qantas Business Class. This would earn 640 status credits at a cost of uh, just under $2,000, and it works out to be $3.09 per status credit. Now, the advantage of flying from Melbourne to Bali via Sydney, there's, it's actually twofold. So firstly, you earn extra status credits for the Melbourne to Sydney flight, but also the aircraft flying between Sydney and Bali is an A330 with lie flat business uh, class seats. If you take the direct Melbourne to uh, Denpasar flight, You'll be on a 737 with recliner seats, which is not so much fun 
especially for the overnight return coming back home. Uh, one other one that I found just for your interest, which uh, only earns 40 status credits, but the cost is only $141. So that could be a good run if you live in Brisbane or Mackay. And this one is from Brisbane to Mackay with a stop in Rockhampton. So 40 status credits for $141 there. Now, uh, there are quite a few other status runs that are available to book during this promotion, and there's a full list of these runs in my article on the Australian Frequent Flyer website. Uh, You can find a link to this article in the episode notes, and the article also contains full details about the promotion and any catches to be aware of as well. Well, time now for a short break. After the break, I'll speak to Chris Lapinto, the founder of the popular online tool Expert Flyer. Expert Flyer is one of the must-have tools, in my opinion, for a Frequent Flyers toolkit, and it's a site that I personally use almost daily. (laughs) I'll be back in a moment with that interview. While I'm taking a quick break, I wanted to tell you about Award Flight Assist, which is a personalised service offered by our sister website, Frequent Flyer Solutions. If you'd like help with redeeming your frequent flyer points for award flights, Award Flight Assist can help you to do just that. Using their expert knowledge and specialised tools, the team at Award Flight Assist takes the hard work out of using your points effectively. Visit frequentflyer.com.au for more information about Award Flight Assist or any of the other services offered by Frequent Flyer Solutions. Well, many frequent flyers will be familiar with Expert Flyer. It's a very useful tool that allows you to check flight loadings, real-time seat maps, search for award availability, and more. And I'm joined now by the founder of Expert Flyer, Chris Lapinto. Welcome, Chris. Hi, Matt. Great to be here. I'm curious to know, you started Expert Flyer back in the day. What prompted you to want to start such a service? Well, basically, we saw a need um, for frequent flyers to get more data than they can get from you know the Expedia's of the world or the airline.coms of the world, and it's a need that wasn't being filled. So basically, the real hardcore top tier elite frequent flyer wanted the same information that a travel agent had access to, without having to actually be a travel agent. So we so we thought, well, maybe if we buy access to the same reservation systems that travel agents use and make that available in a read-only fashion on a website, that maybe there's a business here. And that's kind of how the idea for Expert Flyer got started to empower frequent flyers with with uh, with really in-depth travel data. Uh, okay, so does um, a lot of the information from Expert Flyer come directly from the GDS or the Global Distribution System then, or where does uh, that the, come from? Yes, the vast majority of it comes from GDSs and other various uh, travel uh, data vendors in the industry as well. Okay. Oh, good to know. And so for listeners that might not be familiar with Expert Flyer, could you just um, maybe go through some of the features um, that are on offer and how these might uh, be able to help frequent flyers? Sure. Well, a couple of our more popular features are, are award searching and upgrade searching and, and, and alerting. So let's say you're looking to u- use your miles uh, for uh, an award ticket. You can search for that on Expert Flyer, but, but really the real value is if it's not available, uh, the award that you want, you can set an alert, and if it becomes available in the future, we'll let you know. Because I don't know about you, but I don't have a lot of time to uh, to keep up monitoring uh, award inventory uh, scarcity no. <laughs> from the airlines. 
Uh, we also do the same thing with seats as well. Um, we have the live seat maps for over 180 different airlines that show on a particular flight, on a particular day, which uh, seats are occupied or, or not. So if you find yourself stuck in the middle seat somewhere um, for or a seat that you otherwise don't like, we can monitor the seat map of your flight and let you know when a window or an aisle or otherwise more desirable seat becomes available. Yeah, no one likes a middle seat. And the award alerts tool and the seat alerts tool for me are probably the most useful features. Do you, do you personally have a favorite? Um, I think for me it's the seat alerts because um, I find myself not quite getting the, the seat that I want um, uh, on, on my flights, especially for the long-haul flight. So I find it uh, mm. gets me a much better seat to enjoy my flight that much more. Yeah, no, definitely. And um, Expert Flyer was recently sold to Red Ventures, and there was uh, some positive changes that came from that. So we had the number of alerts you could set was increased from, I think it was 30 to 200, which is a, it's a very, very welcome change. Um, for, I'm, for premium accounts, yes. For premium accounts, yes, of course. Uh, I'm not sure if you can share this, but are there any more changes in the near future coming well, we're working up? On, I can't share specifics, but we're definitely working on a lot of changes for Expert Flyer uh, to, to expand the scope of what it does and to make it uh, a lot more user-friendly for those that may not be as much of uh, travel geeks as you and I are. <laughs> okay. When you first started Expert Flyer, was the same functionality that we have today, though, or did it start off with just a few things and then you've sort of added to the functionality? Because nowadays, I mean, you can look up visa information and minimum connection times and all sorts of other things. Was that always there? or? No, a lot of what Expert Flyer is today was not there in the original version. We've basically just been adding and refining to it uh, year after year over time based on the needs and feedback of our customers. Okay. And if, if anyone has an idea of something that could be added, is um, how can they get in touch with you? Well, th they can email us at customercare at expertflyer.com or just go to our, our homepage, expertflyer.com, and click on the Help FAQ page uh, that has a lot of help information and our contact information. Um, but also on, on the homepage, there's there's a couple big learn more buttons for, for both the premium and the free version so you can see exactly what uh, Expert Flyer does. Okay, excellent. And um, I just remind our listeners, Australian Frequent Flyer Gold members can get a 15% discount off an annual premium subscription, which is a, a handy thing if you're thinking about getting a subscription. Thanks very much, Chris, for coming along. Well, thank you very much. Happy to be here. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Chris. The discussion about Expert Flyer is actually a nice segue into Ask Matt, the final section for today's podcast episode. And this fortnight, I've been asked a couple of questions about online tools for frequent flyers, and in particular, tools for finding award availability. So Golden Hone asks, what is your favorite tool for finding award availability? I find the biggest challenge finding award seats and am on the fence if I should buy a subscription to Expert Flyer. And frequent passport user, who's asked a few questions in the recent weeks, has asked, is Expert Flyer or another frequent flyer search application worth the subscription? Also, are they intuitive and relatively easy to use? And is one better than another? Well, there are various different tools that you can use to find availability of award flights, and unfortunately, there's no one perfect tool. So I use a, a combination of several different ones. But uh, to answer your questions, Expert Flyer it absolutely can be useful, and I do have a subscription myself and use it all the time. But in terms of finding award availability, it's not really a one-size-fits-all tool, and instead it does have kind of two main uses. 
The first main reason you'd want to use Expert Flyer is to find a water availability on a specific route and airline, if you have that already in mind. And Expert Flyer can be useful because it includes uh, availability on quite a lot of airlines, including airlines that aren't uh, perhaps in an alliance and that you can't find that availability uh, easily elsewhere. So that's one use. And the other reason you might want to use Expert Flyer is for the award seat alerts. So as Chris mentioned uh, to me earlier, setting alerts can be very handy if you want a seat on a specific flight, but the seat is not currently available. And those alerts do work. I get emails every now and again from Expert Flyer uh, for flights that I've put alerts on telling me that there is now an award seat available. And so that's quite a handy feature and definitely uh, can save you a lot of time rather than going logging in uh, and checking every day for those seats. But as, as with every uh, tool out there for finding availability, Expert Flyer does not include every airline. It does include a lot, but not every airline. As I said, I also use other sites. Now, often I find it's easiest actually just to go straight to an airline website to check for availability. So if I'm using Qantas points, for example, or uh, points with another One World program, I often just go straight to the Qantas or the British Airways websites because these websites will show to a degree availability on all of the One World websites. Now, they're not perfect, but they're pretty good. And for Star Alliance availability, I usually go to the United website, although at the moment United is not showing any availability on Singapore Airlines, Thai Airways, TAP Portugal, or All Nippon Airways. So uh, to supplement the United website, I do sometimes also use the Air Canada Aeroplan website. And there are various other websites that can be useful for if you're searching on different airlines or alliances. Now, two websites that can save you some time if that's what if that's the method you're using are the Award Nexus and the KVS Tool um, websites. Well, the KVS Tool is actually not a website; it's a download. Uh, now, these can save you time by automating that search on airline websites. That said, they don't actually do anything much more than you can do yourself for free. So they, they can save you some time, but basically they just automate those um, searches that you would be doing yourself anyway on the airline website. So personally, I don't pay for those tools, but they could be useful for you. Award Nexus is pretty user-friendly, but personally, I'm not, not a huge fan of KVS tool because I find it a bit clunky. It's not that user-friendly, and also it doesn't work on my Mac. If you are a Mac or Linux user, you can get KVS tool to work if you have crossover software. But for me personally, it's not worth the hassle. Now, there are a couple of other tools that are, that are really quite user-friendly. And rather than searching on airline websites per se, you can just do one search and they, they search in a whole range of places for availability. And these tools are AwardX. So that's Award EX. And there's another tool uh, run by the website Juicy Miles, which can also be pretty good. Uh, now, Award X uses a pay-per-search model, and Juicy Miles is a time-based subscription, so you pay for a week or a month or, or so on. Now, both of these show lots of options, and they also come with basic instructions on how you can book those flights that they found. But they're designed mostly for people with US credit card points, so sometimes it'll show you an option uh, that you could book, say, for example, with Chase Ultimate Rewards Points, which is a US credit card rewards program and uh, something we don't have in Australia. So sometimes it, it misses the mark in that regard. And also, it doesn't show all the options, so there are still some things that it won't find. So... As I said, there's no one perfect tool, but regarding Expert Flyer, personally, I do think it is worth a subscription, um, but not only for award searches. And I find that it's it's a good complete package, really, um, for frequent flyers for a whole range of things, including award searches. But I do also use Expert Flyer to look up seat maps and find how busy my flight's going to be. 
uh, looking up minimum connection times, fare rules, visa information, all sorts of other things. So if you're a frequent flyer, it's probably one of the most useful tools out there. It is pretty easy to use, although if you want to make the most of some of the information, like the flight availability information, for example, you would need to have a basic knowledge of fare classes. That information, for example, can be useful if you want to know how flight, how full your flight will be, perhaps because you're looking to upgrade. But uh, generally, it, it is quite easy to use, and if you're not familiar with fare classes, that's easy enough to learn as well. Now, if you would like to learn more about useful online tools for frequent flyers, I will be hosting a webinar over at Frequent Flyer Solutions on this subject next Wednesday, the 27th of February. The webinar will cover the most useful tools that I use, and it will also include live demonstrations of how to use Expert Flyer and also ITA Matrix, which I find is a great tool for finding cheap flights. If you would like any more information about this webinar or you'd like to register, do check out the episode notes or head over to frequentflyer.com.au. The final question for this fortnight comes from Mike Barouche. Mike asks, I'm flying on JQ25 from Melbourne to Cairns, that's a Jetstar flight, and note that it departs from the International Terminal in Melbourne. Do I need a passport and do I need to clear customs and so on? Uh, Now, Mike, this is one of several Jetstar domestic flights that does operate from an international terminal, and the reason for this is that it's a tag flight that continues on to an international destination. In this case, uh, the flight goes on to Tokyo. Qantas also has a flight like this, I might add. Qantas Flight 9 from Melbourne to Perth leaves from the international terminal in Melbourne, and that flight continues from Perth to London. Uh, And these can be quite nice flights to take if you happen to have platinum status with Qantas because you're able to use the first class lounge in Melbourne before departure, so that's kind of nice. In terms of procedures, you do need to pass through customs and immigration, but when you check in for the flight, you'll get a D sticker for your boarding pass, and this means that you'll be processed as a domestic passenger. But you do need to be aware of a few things. Firstly, the international rules regarding liquids, aerosols, and gels apply, so uh, you won't be able to take on liquids over 100 mils through security. Um, if you're flying through on the domestic terminal, this rule would not apply. You do also need to show ID. Um, Now, this doesn't necessarily need to be a passport, though, if you're just on the domestic leg of that flight. So in that case, a driver's license or some other kind of government-issued photo ID would be accepted. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the next podcast, you can ask on the dedicated Ask Matt thread on the Australian Frequent Flyer Forum. And you'll find this thread in the special AFF on Air Forum on our website or find the link in the episode notes. That's it for another episode of AFF On Air. Thank you so much for listening. For more information about anything discussed in today's episode, check out the episode notes or visit australianfrequentflyer.com.au. And in the episode notes, you'll also find a link to an AFF thread where you're welcome to discuss anything that was on today's episode. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please do subscribe and leave a comment or a rating And by subscribing or leaving a review, you'll help us to reach more people. And if you leave a review, we we do read all of them and we very much appreciate your feedback. So I would be very happy if you would do that. Well, I'm Matt Graham and I'll be back next fortnight with more news, tips and tricks for Australian travellers. Until then, happy flying.